But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone he was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Um, well, as Angus astutely pointed out earlier, we are starting a new series today, one that is about being part of the body of Christ. What does it mean to be part of the body of Christ? And there's a couple of things I want to say before we jump into this service. The, the first one is by way of a um, confession and a request for your forgiveness as those who have gathered at Fremantle Church, whether it be for just a few times or whether you've been here since we arrived in 2016, August the 7th. Easy for me to remember, that's also my wedding anniversary. So it's the same day. I need to ask your forgiveness in that I very much have preached in a way in particularly around the subject of church membership or being part of the body of Christ in a open-ended, um, I hope you catch it, uh, sort of way. Um, I have preached in a way that has been um, lacking in its direction of what it might actually look like to be a part of the body of Christ. Now, I haven't done that intentionally. Um, I have, other than to say that's who I am. Uh, in some sense, that's, I, I, I don't want to be uber, super directive in any part of anybody's life. And, and I'll talk about why that is maybe a, a little bit later. But at the same time, I think as we move into this place where we're calling people to be members, where we're talking about what it means to be part of a local body of Christ, um, it has been lacking in our, in our growth. And so these next five Sundays in the sermons that I'm going to be preaching, I'm going to be a little bit more... Uh, as much as I can, without being completely uncomfortable, be a little bit more directive and, and pointed, uh, hopefully in a way that it can apply to you and apply to me as we kind of walk together in what does it mean to actually be part of the body of Christ. The second thing that I want to say is we're not, we, while we are jumping out of Colossians and that series, we actually 
are building on what we've been talking about over the last several weeks. In that, we know that Christ shows us completely who God is. And as we learned last week, that our lives now are completely in Christ. That if we are those who have been redeemed and called by God, then in Christ we have all of who we are. All of our life rests completely in Him. And it is transformative and changing and empowering and enabling us to live for Christ. What I do want to say, and the subtitle of that sermon series on Colossians is, What is it life in Christ together? Meaning that we as a body, as a church, as a local body, are growing together in this way. And so this is building on what we've talked about in Colossians. Uh, lastly, I want to say this. Uh, here are some of the titles and things that we're going to be talking about over the next five Sundays so that you can hear them and know this is what's coming up. So today, our conversation is about this. is the local expression of the church, Christ-centered and needed. Now, let me define the word Christ-centered a little bit for you. Uh, Christ-centered means that it is built around that Christ is the thing that holds it together. That in order to understand the local church, we need to know who Christ is and what he is doing. And has he been the one who has instituted it? Has said, this is important for you as a follower of me to have. Some would say biblical. Now, I've shied away from using the word biblical just because you can look at the word biblical and say, well, is this biblical or that biblical? I want a biblical marriage. And I would assure you that most people don't want a biblical marriage. Because you look throughout the Bible and you can see multiple bad marriages. I want to be a biblical man. I assure you, you don't want to be a biblical man. There are people who've lived their lives that are represented in the Bible that you don't want to emulate. You want to be a God-honoring, Christ-centered man or woman or marriage. Now, we know that the Word of God is the thing that reveals to us who Christ is. And in that way, then we know how to live. So we can say we find these things in the Bible as they point towards Jesus. And the same is true when we talk about local membership in a church. They point us to Jesus. The scripture points us there. And so we look and say, what does Jesus say about his own body and what it looks like? So the first sermon is that, is the local expression of the church Christ-centered and needed? The second one that we'll talk about is, what are the benefits and the essentials to being the church? The third one that we're going to talk about is, how should the church strive together towards Christ-like living? What are the things that we all do encouraging one another to do that? The fourth one is gospel tithing or money matters. Now, I don't say that. That's the fourth one. I'm not going to tell you the date. You'll have to figure that on your own if you're wanting to avoid that one. Please don't. <laughs> and then the last one, I'm still trying to figure out what it's going to be. But that will be the Sunday of our AGM as well which is November the 5th. 
So membership. We're members of lots of things. You, you might not even realize how many memberships you actually have. Some of you are members of a footy club or a rugby team or, or a cricket um, organization. Uh, some are members of guilds. Some are members of unions. Some are members of choral um, groups. Some of you are members of uh, gyms that you maybe go to or maybe don't go to. You might not know this, but if you have a Woolworths frequent shopper card, you're now a member of Woolworths. They've just sort of changed that in their advertising. Now when you go into to Woolworths, you'll look and say, this is the member's price. And so did, I was behind somebody yesterday buying somebody, and they said, well, how, how do I become a member? And they said, well, do you already have one of the frequent buyer cards that we, you know, track what you purchase so that we can directly market to you certain things and actually control what you buy? Um, that kind of card, uh, they, they said, oh, yes. And they were like, oh, you're already a member. And I was like, I'm a member of Woolworths. <laughs> and, and so in some ways, we're all members of multiple different things. Some of them are very passive, like I have memberships in multiple streaming services where I just pay money every month and then I watch what I want to watch. Some of them are very active where there are duties that are called for you to do because of your membership in that way. And so membership is not something that's foreign to us or even something that necessarily causes us much grief. However, when we begin to talk about membership in a church, that's where it sort of starts to go, well, wait a minute. What does that actually mean? And to be fair, membership in a church has been used poorly in multiple ways in multiple places. Oftentimes when people begin to think of yourself or hear that you might be a member of a church, there's a little thing in the back of their mind that sort of scratches and niggles and says, uh, they're a part of a cult. They've committed to something that's, like, out there. And probably, sadly, too many of you have an experience personally or have friends that have experienced an overburdening leadership in a church that puts extra requirements on you to be a part of the family of God. And they use the idea of membership not for mutual edification and sanctification, but to dominate so that they can accomplish what they think God has told them to do. And there's no way getting out of it. And if you do leave, you leave all sorts of friends and relationships that are hard and difficult to do. And so we go into this going, okay, so do I really want membership? Is that something that, that I actually want to participate in? Is Lee, now, is Lee turning this place into a cult? Well, this first series, this first sermon, I really want to draw out what God is saying and Jesus starts it off by letting us know that the local church, the local gathering in particular places is actually 
vital and important for your Christian life, and even more so, is ordained and created by Christ for you. And so we look at this passage and we recognize that it is Jesus, the one who builds the church. In this great passage where we see Peter saying, yes, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replies to him, you don't know that because of anything you've done. You only know that because the father in heaven has told you that. And because of that, know this on that statement, on the fact that you have a belief that I am the Messiah, the son of the living God. That is what I will build my church on. So to answer the question, is membership in a local church Christ-centered, the answer is a resounding yes, because Jesus is the one who builds the church. He's the one who institutes it and brings it in to be. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, good, but that's the universal church. That, that, that's the church broadly. That's every Christian everywhere. Okay. There's some truth to that. This is a place where Jesus is saying, the church, those who all believe this, are being built to be my church. However, if we go further into Scripture, in the way that that plays out as Jesus' disciples go forth and Paul is transformed, then we begin to recognize that it's not just Jesus who is building the church. God is doing it by adding to the number daily those who are being saved. And as they are being saved, their lives change completely. They move from darkness to light. They move from death to life. They move from having an identity that is built solely on their own pleasure, on their own desires, on being the God of their life, to being, as we learned last week in Colossians, Christ being mine. So the essence of this church that God is building through Jesus, that Jesus is equipping and moving and forming, is those who are in Christ. That there is a change in an identity that happens where we move from being outside of Christ to being inside of Christ. And at that moment, then we become part of this church universal because our life is in Christ. Paul and other places say, for me to die is gain, but to live is Christ or in Christ. My whole life is about that. If you've been here any amount of time, you've heard us talking about this is a place you can belong before you believe. And we want you to begin to believe so that you can become the church. And as you become the church, we want you to move to the place of being the church, active. So it's that idea that moving around, allowing God to develop you in your identity, in who you are, in Jesus, that your life is there. When you believe that, you start becoming the church. And as you discover what the church is, then you're being the church. Now here's the thing. Belong, believe, becoming, and being all start with a B. And that first B, belonging, Really, when you hear that, you should think of the word of welcome. 
We want you to know that this is a place for you to be. We, we want you to know that this is a place where you can bring all of who you are, where, where you can come in a way that, that just is who you, that you don't have to get yourself cleaned up, that you don't even have to think that you need to be cleaned up, to be present with us, to be welcomed. But the stark reality is this. Unless you believe, you can't become the church, which means you're not deeply belonging. So if any of you wordsmiths out there can come up with a word that starts with B that is better for belonging, <laughs> that really encompasses welcoming, I would love that. Don't be looking it up now on your phones. <laughs> you can get it to me later. I say that not to uh, uh, diminish the fact that we want everyone to be present here. We want all people to know the glorious, steadfast love and pursuit of God to bring them here. But we do have to say there is something that changes transforming us from not belonging in Christ to belonging in Christ. When we begin to have our life be built on Christ together. If you stop and think about it then, as we're being built in Christ as our body, 1 Corinthians 12 reminds us that the, the body of Christ is formed by many members in our particularness. And that body has to be in a particular location. It's not some ethereal body universally floating around the world doing all the works of God. It is very much a corporal body sitting in a place, in a time, with flesh and blood where we are all joined together to be Christ together and to those who are out, who those who don't yet belong completely. And so we see that in 1 Corinthians 12, reminding us of that. So, Jesus is the one who builds the church. He builds it by bringing those whose whole life and, our, and identity are in them together to be built up to be the body to do Christ's work on this earth universally and across time and space to bring glory to God. One of the extra passages that I've given you is 1 Timothy. If you can flip over there in your Bibles or in your books, in your uh, phones. 1 Timothy 3.15 This is Paul talking to Timothy, to churches in Ephesus, letting them know that he is working to come there. Timothy, he's giving a charge to one of the few personal letters that we have in the scripture. And in this little section, he says, if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. This passage 
raises up and lets us know that God designed his body to be represented by particular people in particular places at a particular time. And so that across Fremantle, across Perth, across Australia, and across the world, there are at any given times groups of Jesus followers gathered together for a particular time and place. We happen to be Fremantle Church. East Fremantle Church is on Canning Highway. And there's lots of other churches all around. These places, when they walk in the way to bring glory to God and exercise his truth in this world, they become those particular places for particular people with a particular vision. In Timothy, when he says this household, he's not saying a region, like when he says to the churches in Galatia. He's saying this household. This gathering of particular people, you are the church. You are those who are living your life not just as part of some universal church of born-again believers, but as a local body, representative of the work that God has done. And so we move to that place and say, is local church membership something that is Christ-centered? And again, we say yes, because Jesus builds the church. Those who are in him are the church. Very clearly, we are his body in a very corporal sense, in time and space, in a local location so that we can do God's work. The local expression of the body of Christ is a visible expression of the worldwide body of Jesus. Its purpose is to enable its members to glorify God in every aspect of their life. It is not an add-on or a plus one but it is the very thing that helps people grow and walk in their truth identity of being in Christ and thus part of his body. Stanley Herrenhauser puts it this way. Membership in the local church means joining your imperfect self to many other imperfect selves to form an imperfect community that through Jesus embarks on a journey towards him. Let me go back to that quote. I call it a quote because I call it a quote in your questions later. It's actually me. I don't like quoting myself, but that's what that is. Being part of a local body is not just a tick of the box. It is not just an add-on to your life. I'm a member of the West Coast Eagles. I'm a member of 24-Hour Fitness. I'm a member at Costco, and I'm also a member at Fremantle Church. 
No. As one who is in Jesus, you cannot walk away from God's call to have you be connected with other followers of Jesus in a local place in time and space. Because all of your life is in Christ. And the way Christ has designed it for it to go on in perpetuity until he returns is through local expressions of his body, the very church that he tells Peter upon this rock, I will build. And so for the challenge for us in that is to look and say, in my commitment to Christ, how does it work out in the particular place that I find myself? It could mean that you look around and say, not my people. Uh, not the folks I really want to do this Christian life with. Now that would, I would be sad about that. But if that's the case, please come to me. Or others. And we will help you find the place that you can fit. Having said that, don't go someplace that is just like you. Don't think I need to find that place that expresses Jesus exactly the way I think it needs to be. Because God wants us to be in a diverse gathering of difference so that we don't live in a vacuum chamber that says you're right, you're right, you're right because we need, I need folks to say you're wrong. You might be wrong. Or thanks for showing that I'm wrong. We need people to say you're right on track. And they won't know that if we all agree because we're all just saying, good job, good job, good job. So it's okay for us to have differences in this place. As long as we recognize that our identity, who we are completely, is in Christ. And that all those other things should spring from him. If you are here and you have found yourself to say, this is the place that I believe God has put us, then can I encourage you to look at it and say, I don't want to treat this as an add-on, as just one more thing that I need to do. I want you to think of it and say, is this a place that I want to gather with people, that I want to grab hold of the plow of God's good work and, and, and get deep into the field with them? That I want to commit myself with all that I am because the reality of the fact is this. The only thing that will go on forever of those who are in Christ is the church. All your other relationships, when Christ appeared, will either cease or be enfolded into what does it mean to be his and his alone. And so let's get used to it together now. 
Now, I know it would be very easy for you to think this because this is what I would think. I don't want to put what I think on you. Trust me. You don't want to know what I think sometimes. But it could be that you're thinking to yourself, well, this is awfully conveniently. You get paid to do this and be here. You're right. So it's really easy for me to look in the Bible, the story of God's great steadfast love, and go, where can I find some scriptures that will get people committed? There was a point in my life where I didn't have to do this. There was a place in my life where I had actually walked away from the gathering. Where I had said, actually, I know I don't want to be a part of that because if any place God is going to talk to me, and I know he can talk to me anywhere, but if there's any place that God's going to talk to me, it's going to be there. And I'm pretty ticked off at him, so I really don't want to hear him. And so there was a point in my life where I decided to find every other possible thing in the world for me to do in order to do church. To be connected with people on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night. Some, some people do Saturday night. Some people do Sunday evenings. And be part of a body. And yet my wife was gracious. And said, I found the place that we're going to go. So when you're ready, this is where we'll be. And I went the next Sunday. And it was in that moment and over really almost a year that I began to discover actually being part of the body of Christ is where I will experience Christ that I actually do want to have Christ be made real in my life. That if I continue to sit in my own sorrow and wallow in how I think how poorly God has treated me, then I will lose the plot eventually. But that God in his kindness said, come back to my body. Come be present in this place. And so for several years, I didn't get paid to go to church. Guess what? I still don't get paid to go to church. And I found that being in the body equipped me and challenged me and comforted me, moved me to a place of deeper and deeper understanding of what it means to be in Jesus. And it was only in that place that I said, maybe God wants me to help others know that. And so I go back to the beginning and say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for not being diligent in the word of God and calling you to this great, amazing mystery that is the church, the body of Christ, that God has called you to and let me say this as well. If you are here and you have not believed this, you are one that says, I'm not quite sure about Jesus. And now it sounds like you guys are getting really crazy and inclusive. Jesus is more exclusive than anybody you would ever meet. Because he longs for every sinner to be saved. He doesn't put a judgment on them and saying, nope, 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 nope. You couldn't come to me. You couldn't possibly come to me. 
He says, no, I want you, and I will draw you to me because you are mine. And when you are his, you will find yourself tied with a bunch of ragamuffin ne'er-do-wells that gather together here at Fremantle Church, committed and combined to live as those who find all of who we are in Christ. Let me pray for us. Father, if there's anything that is from you, let it burn up and go away. But if anything is from you, let it bring glory to your name and help us do the good works that you have laid out for us to do. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.